This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Playoffs. Hello and welcome to NL Playoffs. My name is Gautam. I have with me my co-host Aniket. Aniket, say hi. Hello world. Uh, this is another very special episode that we are going to post. Uh, we are recording this on the 25th of March, 2022. About, it's about 8.40 a.m. India time. Uh, Aniket, we are coming up on the 18-year anniversary since uh, India's tour to Pakistan in 2004. It was India's very first tour after 15 years, first full tour, I must say. Uh, right now, as we speak, Australia is in Pakistan after so many years. I mean, cricket, international cricket, like a full-blown uh, series is going on in Pakistan right now. Uh, after a long time which is great to see uh, it's always great to see cricket back in pakistan so we thought this would be a wonderful opportunity to uh, post an interview that we did with the great sharda ogra uh, when sh- uh, i think w- this was maybe a month a month and a half ago right aniket so uh, we, are, we we thought this would be a really good opportunity to post that interview where she talks about not just her uh, a tour to pakistan from like a sports coverage point of view but also her many personal experiences right it was and it's a fascinating conversation to have with someone who is on the ground watch the sport experience the culture as she mentioned about uh, interacting with folks there uh, the food and a lot of uh, what we now call behind the scenes so it is uh, a fascinating conversation and i'm uh, glad we are putting this out now Yeah the tour itself was very exciting because uh we had from a sporting point of view we had uh, uh Sehwag Triple Century Rahul Dravid was really good Rahul Dravid uh actually called Sachin back that famous declaration when Sachin was stranded in 194 uh so from a sporting point of view on the field it was it was jam packed even the ODI series was there the was thing, there was a spectacular moment get calf catch to to add to that so Yeah exactly so we go through all of that stuff uh, and and as aniket said uh, sharda shared some wonderful anecdotes about her just going off to different places in pakistan and meeting with uh, old relatives that her family knew from back in the day uh, who who just remained back in pakistan and uh, all of that uh, all of those experiences with their local culture and food and how they spoke uh and how they treated all of the indian journalists and so on so it was quite a quite quite a fascinating uh, uh, interview and always aniket whenever we speak to sharda she just oozes with anecdotes and knowledge right absolutely and i would say we should stop now and let the audience just get into this because uh, it's it's interesting for sure yeah so without uh, any further ado here is uh, our conversation about india's tour to pakistan in 2004 with sharda ogra i hope you guys enjoy it That's it. It's all over. Man Khan did his best. Balaji finishes it off for India and the Indians are absolutely ecstatic and as they should be. Just how important Ian Chappell is this win to India. It's an absolute pleasure again to have Sharda Ogra on our uh, uh, small and fledgling podcast. Sharda, welcome to our show again. Hi Gautam, hi Aniket. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, what fun to be talking about this. Absolutely my most favorite tour of all. Yeah, so let's start there, Sharda. Why, why, what makes this your most favorite tour of all? <laughs> um, many reasons, uh, other than sort of say primarily also not so much the fact that India won, but India won became like the additional sort of joy that came in it. Uh, I think just yeah. traveling to Pakistan to a place where you, which is just. build and drilled into your head that uh, it's there uh, they were the great opposition so this is 2003 2004 we haven't yet begun changing the dial a little bit about how competitive we were against the uh, against the pakistanis um, because i when i my first match that i remember watching on television or was um, a test match of the 1979 series between india and pakistan being played in pakistan with bishan singh bedi's last match um, and bishan singh and and couple their first series So I remember that that was the first cricketers that I saw playing 
um, yeah. against India actively on TV were was Imran, Sarfraz, Asir Iqbal, you know, all these, Zaheer Abbas. So it was just like, that was the whole sort of pull uh, over there. And, and they were extremely talented, charismatic, um, like Indians, but not Indians, you know, that whole type of things. Uh, fast bowlers, <laughs> fast yeah. bowlers in abundance. So all those, all those things came into play. Uh, plus, my father had very, very good friends uh, in Pakistan. My father's family grew up in uh, Uttar Pradesh, in Lucknow and various other cities. His father was a, a member of the civil uh, service at the time, the administrative service. Um, he had a friend uh, who was also a member of the administrative service. My father and uh, his siblings are seven. Um, my father's, uh, my grandfather's friend, uh, his siblings were nine. And so all the uncles and aunts, you know, knew all, all uh, this Pakistani family um, that, that became Pakistani. They left for Pakistan. All the younger, the children left. The father and the mother stayed behind in India, um, uh, you know, because he said, I'm not leaving nonsense and everything. And uh, the, the gentleman was responsible for rewriting the um, the laws and the, putting into place the 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 the, the uh, structures that brought an end to the land ownership and the zamindari system in Uttar Pradesh just after the World Cup, which is described quite in detail in Vikram Seth's Suitable Boy, right? It's the same milieu. Oh, wow. So I was going to meet all those people also, you know, the families that were there. So it was all this, plus it was a cricket, plus it was just being in another place. And it was just incredible, incredible. And we, we went to, uh, and because we were going on a cricket visa, there was this thing called cricket visa which is it comes up from time to time Aap cricket visa pe ja rahe and that's it you get treated so well everywhere you know and uh, it was a fabulous uh, it was a fabulous tour um india today the publication i worked for they sent me for the one day series then we won it and then they brought me back when multan was going on and then they said why have you come back i said you are the people who got me back india today was always doing this Assuming that I was spending wild, lavishly living in some seven-star hotel, which was not, bless them. They sent me to a lot of places. Um, but they used to do this, you know, like pull you back. Like like the, the uh, give you, but in small doses. <laughs> like, like Omicron, so, I just joked about two seconds ago. Yeah. So, so, so did, you, did you go back to the test series or no? Yes, I did. I went back okay. to Lahore and I went back to uh, Pindi. So okay. I missed I missed Sehwag's innings, right? Because okay. immediately Sehwag's innings then became Tendulkar declaration, became this, became that. Oh God, we could win and whatever, whatever. And go, 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 go. And you went back again. Oh, man. Oh, wow. That's a wonderful story. Actually, so there is so much to connect over here. It is the cricket. It is, uh, you know, personal. And also, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, this was also used by the two governments as uh, to enhance the peace talks, right? So this is after Cargill, uh, 99-2000, I think this was the first time these two teams are actually playing together. So there was a lot on the line with this uh, series and uh, also the emotions were high on both sides uh, given the exact same reason. So there had a lot going on uh, during this particular series at least. Yeah, I mean emotions being high, they tend to be high usually for non-cricket fans. Cricket fans are just, oh, it's an India-Pakistan series, fabulous, it's actually happening, you know, and you yeah. you take the context on later, you take the, you take the, uh, uh, the, the, the before and the after and, you know, you take all that later and you, you bring it into your story, as a journalist, you bring it into the story, of course, but as just a fan, you're just happy that they're playing, you know. For sure. And, uh, that's what uh, it was. So the, the whole, the political thing, of course, India Today wanted me to do stories about the whole political angle also. As in, uh, what is it like on the ground? And I had to go, I went to university and spoke to kids and whatever and all that. Uh, but the cricket was always going to be fun. Uh, from the first ODI, because it was so spectacular, the venue was like this theatrical sort of, I think I got the wrong access to the National Stadium in Karachi. I came from some entrance from somewhere else on the other side and the helicopters and it was too exciting it was just too exciting and then you had the catch that kf took is there a collision has he caught it somebody has somebody has mohammed kaif has caught as good a catch as you will see in the outfield for as long as you ever watch cricket and yeah. so he was going mad and we were going to lose the match and you know it was just and all of us by that time we had been in pakistan for at least three days so we had eaten ourselves absolutely sick of the food. You know, people who are who are meat eaters, they just loved yeah. it. 
And so we all were asking each other, do you have Lomotel? Do you have whatever? <laughs> you know, all kinds of things. And this match was going on in the middle of it. It was just too much. It was just That's wonderful. Much. So tell us about the build-up as to when you went to Pakistan and all of that. Because I was reading this excerpt from uh, Rahul Bhattacharya's book, uh, Pandits from Pakistan, when he spoke about the sheer logistics that were involved in taking the Indian team, the whole contingent from Delhi to Lahore. And uh, he talks about how there were plans and how there were decoy plans. Uh, initially, they were supposed to fly out at X time, but the plane actually was scheduled for X plus 30 minutes to to keep any time bombs or anything like that away. Uh, the, the, in, in, in Pakistan, apparently, once they landed, there were, uh, players came out of the arrivals terminal and not the departures terminal. That was another decoy. So tell us about how that whole thing was. I'm assuming you went, in, uh, went to Pakistan a little bit before the Indian team uh, flew in. I'm not so sure, but tell us about the whole build-up to it. Around the same time. And the whole thing was going to be about security. You know, everything was about security of the team, security of the team, security. There was some rumbling before the tour that the players were wondering whether they should go or not. There was a little bit of unsettled sort of, you know, uh, uh, thought about it. That should we, I mean, are we okay to go? Should we go? Should we not go? That kind of thing. But we must always also remember that um, at that time, the two boards were friends. You know, there was Dalmia yes. on this side. I forgot who the president was on, on the Pakistani side. They were friends and they wanted this to happen. They wanted the cricket to happen. For whatever it was, broadcast rights, media rights, money, this way, that way, they wanted the game to happen. So the moment they got the go-ahead from the government, it was always going to be there. So security was this big thing. And our security was immaterial. Nobody cared about our own security. So reporter, do what you want. <laughs> it was the team security that was there. So they had all these outriders and they had, I think, decoy buses, right? So they had one bus yeah. that left thinking went this way, one bus went that. So all this drama was also going on. But, uh, uh, you know, getting uh, 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 the, what happened with the players, I know, is that they started getting fed up of the security. And they kept telling this and they had to tell everyone wherever they had to go. They stepped up, they had to give every instruction that we are going to X place. We are going to buy toothpaste or whatever. And we were the ones who used to go to buy toothpaste. But whatever they wanted to do, they had to tell the person and they had to go. And then they started, after some time, they got so relaxed and they started slipping past security and going in the night to some place to eat. And, you know, is that just, true? Like, yeah. We saw Ganguly at some crazy time of the night in, uh, I, I don't know whether it was in Peshawar or it was in Lahore. They came out in the night to eat because there's this like a food street, you know, like Khao Gali of Lahore. Uh, it's called, I think, Gawal Mandi, if I'm not wrong. All of us used to go and all journalists would tell yeah, yeah, great food. We went yesterday, we went yesterday, whatever, whatever. And for then, why can't we go? We are in this stupid five-star hotel stuck with security and everything. So it was all that was also going on. And uh, they would actually do that. And so you remember like guys like Yuvraj and all that on the team. So they're Punjabi. Yeah. They are Punjabis and there is Punjabiness around them in Lahore all the time, you know. So it's like, yeah, how can we, how can we not go out and enjoy ourselves? Um, so it was a lot of that. The, the security that was there, there was stifling, and there was a, 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 a stories about how much money had been spent on the security, and they had these guards called what were they called? Very dashing, well, you know, dressed in those sort of sand. I think Rangers or something like that. There used to be. This, and this be black. there was another bunch of people that used to wear black clothes and carry machine guns. So a lot of guns and yeah. uniforms and guys and whatever. But eventually it was, it, it all came down to the cricket and what fun uh, that was. Um, and Rahul's book is superb because he'll tell you all kinds of, so I had a photographer who came with me from India today. He went off to some Darga in the middle of the sea. I was like, what are you doing? Baba Daisi, no, I've gone to this Darga to, because it's, he's, he's sort of a Sufi and whatever. I think it was uh, Data Ganjbaks Darga in, in Lahore. Was it, or was it in Multan? I forgot. So he would do that. So everyone did their own thing in Pakistan. But then Pakistan was, and then I was meeting this family and people are looking at me and saying, you look like your grandmother. I look exactly like my mother, but they had not met my mother. They, they, they'd seen my dad when he was a teenager before he got married. So they didn't know who he had. So I was looking like my grandmother. This was all this was going on. It was just like one massive uh, uh, sort of churn of things and one of the uncles, I should be saying personal story, one of the uncles who I met, he said, oh, I was a guest of your government. He was a prisoner of war in 71. So it was all this was going on in your head at the same time you're following cricket, you know. It was superb. It was absolutely, uh, uh, it was just a, and all the things they told you about Pakistani hospitality, all the things were true. Sometimes they're not like you pay for things. Sometimes they'll give you juice or something. You're standing at a counter trying to pay for whatever it is you bought in a shop. They think India say I and they'll give you something free. And you say, no, we'll pay for it. No, no, what is this? And all that they'll give it to you. It was that just 
Uh, you'd walk into clothes shop and people would see that you're Indian. You, they, because of short hair, they recognize. They said, are you from Karachi? Then you said, no. Then they knew you were from India. You know, that was the, <laughs> there was a thing in, in, in the north side. That's what it was. Right. Um, it was incredible. Incredible. I mean, I cannot even uh, uh, tell you. And in Lahore, it, in a way, after some time, the cricket didn't matter because it was so much, we, all of us were having so much fun. There's so much else was going on. So I think there was, um, uh, this was the second test in which Umar Gul, I think, cleaned us up. In Lahore. Yeah. 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 And uh, Yuvraj had a, I think Yuvraj century. had incredible innings. Yeah. yeah. So, whatever people say about Yuvraj Singh's test batting, I'll say, hello, he has got centuries against Shoaib Akhtar and he has got centuries against Umargul and he's done very well in Nottingham. So, stop saying me <laughs> for his test record. Uh, so many, uh, you know, just I must have been so many emotions going through just experiencing the whole thing, right? As you said, it's just not on the field, but off the field, you had so much going on. And on the field, even looking from, I was, I was I I live in Andhra Pradesh. So when I was even watching, I remember watching the first ODI live in Karachi, just having this sense of occasion. You know, just the crowd was there, the whole build up to the game was there. I think it was Ten Sports that was broadcasting it for us in India. Uh, the it was just uh, it, the stadium was packed. Uh, it was a road of a pitch, <laughs> and it, right from the get go, it was just uh, just the atmosphere. You could actually see it, see it and feel it through the television. Uh, how was how was the? Tell us about uh, some of the memories of your first uh, or the first ODI in Karachi. And I know you briefly touched upon you entered through the wrong access and you found so <laughs> you were found somewhere else. But how was the whole atmosphere like uh, in the national stadium in Karachi, the first ODI? I think the the. Uh... The, because Karachi was the first game, everything again was heightened to a degree in that sense. Yeah. So the crowd was also packed in. I've never been to the Karachi ground before or after that game, but it was really, it, it was one of the great, uh, you know, almost sort of city kind of cricket stadiums in the world. And when they say electric, it was it just felt sort of electric in that sense. And, and the incredible thing about that atmosphere, it, it wasn't ugly. You know, it wasn't yeah. in a way hostile. There was no hostility. It was just celebration. Uh, it was just, there could have been a bit of ribbing from the crowd to the players or something like that, but it, it was not hostile and did feel uneasy at all. You know, so what had happened, the Indians had played there a couple of years before that, the Rishikesh Connector match, and you know, there had been some, there was a bit of unease about it, but it was nothing, there was just a great welcome uh, in that sense. And remember, this is the age before social media. Right. Yeah. So you are, it's not, there was no formal cheering. This is the age before IPA. There was no formal sort of cheering. There was no, it was just all spontaneous. So okay. whatever it was, you know, it was, it was spontaneous. And the Pakistani team itself was like absolutely wired up because this was the big thing for them. You know, they did not want to be the team. Eventually it ended up, uh, they lost in the sense. And, uh, but uh, they didn't, they, they themselves are all on the line. And India versus Pakistan, nobody's kind of switches off. Everybody, it's, it's on from the first, uh, second, you know, it's on from the time you reach the ground. And um, that whole sort of press of public, of event and of occasion was what made that match uh, just absolutely incredible. And Heman Badani told me later, he was going for the catch. He said, when I saw Kev coming, it's like he had something in his face that said, if, he, if I did not let him take it, he would just run over me. And I just like, it was Heman Badani's catch, right? Yeah. And uh, I was sitting next to him and we really thought Shoei Malik had taken the game away. And uh, then he skied the ball into the air. And I forgot the ball. And Badani said, Kef, he said, Kef was like on that day, he was just like, he had like electricity running through his body. He wanted to be everywhere. He wanted to be in every fielding position. He said, so when I saw Kef going for the ball, I said, boss, if I get in there, he would just finish me off and break my bones. And so he said, he, he let him go for the catch and he got it. And this is the, this is the year after, um, and this is a couple of years after Lords, right? And Nat West. Yeah. So Kev's reputation had also built up and he was seen as this young Indian player and all the rest of it. And, 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 and Irfan was in the team and uh, there were two young Muslim players there. And there was all that sort of mix. A uh, thing was also there in the mix, not as ugly and as hostile and as horrible as it is now, but it was there. It was there in, in, in the backs of their minds, I'm sure as well. Um, you know, so, so, I mean, I just, that was just, <laughs> that was an incredible, incredible day. I, I remember I was sitting at the stand and I was writing or something, and the usual thing we are all we are all eating too much. We're all sick and everything. And the the there was this army guy walked past and all that, and he says, "Are you getting? Are you all right? Have you got everything that you want?" And you, know, I mean, this is an army fellow talking to journalists like there's some important people sitting in some stand. We are reporter. <laughs> she said, "No, no." I said, "I don't know the person with the tea and all." And he said, "Khatun ko chai de." So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "I'm on the spot." 
man is giving me tea yeah. ordering tea for me it came in a, on a tray with cups and saucers <laughs> so you remember things like this you remember things like this, you know so it was great yeah, yeah. it's so wonderful like proper mehman nawazi and uh, <laughs> no? So, and we all started speaking like Pakistanis after that, you know. So they 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 speak Hindi in us. Their their yeah. grammar and their sentences are their grammar is slightly different. So we all started talking like Pakistanis. It was ridiculous, but it was too much fun. Yeah. Uh, and then you mentioned like so the Kev's catch. You know that's one of the first uh, memories I have when you talk about the series at all. Like my memory in general is very poor. Like I I can't remember which year what happened. I can even remember events. and the first event that comes to my mind in the series is that catch and because um, i was a big kef fan i mean maybe i'm over exaggerating here but yuvraj kef was one of the first real proper indian fielders that we actually had who you what know bought that that's true robin singh yeah robin singh too yes let's robin not take anything away from him it's a roger and robin singh. yeah no but what, yeah. you, what you're saying is right what you're saying is right i agree so there were these athletic youngsters who came out and you know, going for those run outs between uh, runs and stuff so it was very exciting and then obviously that match ended uh, it went to the crux right so i think if i remember correctly six runs were needed of the final ball and uh, was mohin khan on strike uh, yeah so his his what i remember sharda I, i i wish they had it on the highlights till they don't but i remember so they needed six runs of the last ball so obviously everybody i'm sure in india remembered oh, that oh we're going to lose yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to lose it uh, javed miandar all those days yeah, yeah, of in charge yeah. javed miandar he was he was the coach right he was he was in the dressing room so they were sh- obviously they were showing stills of javed and mohin khan javed and mohin khan and you could see javed by the way i don't know if you know the shot they were showing javed the uh, kind of gesticulating yeah, yeah. mohin khan that is what he is That yeah, is, he always does that. He can't stop himself. Even when yeah. he's not the captain, not the coach, he'll be doing it. You know. So he was just, he was gesticulating Moin Khan, saying, "You know, just come across the stumps and just you know slog it over deep mid wicket." Exactly the shot he played, and it's it's very funnily enough. uh he he got a javed got a low uh, leg side full toss and showed it moin khan but uh, nehra was uh, nehra was much more faster so moin khan ended up slicing the ball to uh, the cover region so what was your do you remember that at all sharda the the last ball finish at all no i don't remember the last ball finish i just remember the kf catch honestly oh, yeah. and the whole yeah. and the whole sort of the whole that that uh, uh, this thing that it, it it was at what i remember is the last two matches of lahore You know when Lakshman had played those incredible games, Bangli got stretched stretched off, and you know so the all those things. And yeah. so, so you remember those things. You remember, but again, like you're saying, there are some people whose memory is really very good. Mine is not that good. If I go back to my notes, I'll find it. And right. because whatever I saw, I used to put it out in in, in whatever I wrote. So it's all there. It's all it's yeah. all there. because I said leave it there so that you when you go back from time to time, you remember what it felt like. You know when you when you when you read uh, what you write at the time. Yeah, it is. It is by the about that catch. It is amazing to me that. Cavs need didn't just smash into Badani's face. You know, it, I was looking at the replay again yesterday. It, it brushes barely brushes his face. He was so close. It would have been much worse. Yeah, yeah. That's what Badani said. I just held back because he was just he yeah. had it on his face. He was just crazy. He was like going to go for yeah. it. Man, and he would have just he wouldn't have cared if he would have broken my knee. He was he was like at that stage of yeah. sort of absolutely in awareness of where he was at and what he had to do. And yeah. uh, Aniket, what you were saying about Yuvraj and uh, Kef was that they were sort of the first generation of brat pack kind of players, right? So we had previously we had uh, so everyone. Every time, everyone says New India. I start laughing because you've seen at least five New Indias in my career. That's true. Huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> India, the nineties was New India. So and then KF and Yuvraj was New India, right? So and it was uh, uh, they were they were because because of their fielding, because of the athleticism, they were very different. And and because of Yuvraj's personality, they were a very different uh, uh, sort of a uh, group of players uh, from the people that had been before. You know, so for example, Tendulkar, Dravid. not so much gangli tenulkar dravid lakshman srinath kumble they were all very uh, self effacing very reserved overachievers almost hyper achievers they were but they were not sort of out there maybe they were everyone say they were a lot like indians used to be they reflected in india which is quieter and it was more uh, sort of sober and whatever i don't mean sober in the but 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 quieter generally less not deferential as much as self effacing in a way um you know and and yuvraj and care for the absolute opposite yeah and, yeah but but i and, think uh, 
yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Shadab. I think, but I think this also has to do with uh, deducing stuff after the fact because now that they're great players, oh, you know, Dravid was like this, Kumble was like this, and Tendulkar was like this. Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, India was also like this back in the day. I think there is a lot of that as well. No, no, no. I'll tell you, you why think? I agree with okay. that because I grew up in that time and I remember the environment also around us. And I remember mm. it was okay for us to clap for players from another team uh, hitting oh, a boundary. Yeah. When uh, uh, you know it was, uh, uh, it was uh, that's what it was, right? And now uh, post ninety six, particularly, I th- I think that that has changed enormously, uh, mm-hmm. even from the critic cricket watching public. It's not that people are not angry. I mean, in Calcutta, they like burnt stands and all that. <laughs> so it's, not, <laughs> it's not like we were uh, very uh, uh, this, but we were appreciative and there was a certain joy. I think maybe it's because the winning becomes a drug after some time, and then you it's, it's what you want all the time. It gives you your kick and. It kind of follows on from there, but I think definitely changes uh, the Indian cricket team um, in just becoming fitter and faster with younger players. Had had it, it, it yeah. didn't have to do liberalisation. It just had to do with the fact that they hired a trainer and they hired a you know they got a fitness trainer to do fitness training. That's it. So, yeah. um, but those are the kind of people that uh, uh, came through. You know, um, which was I mean, it, just look at the difference between Rahul Dravid and KL Rahul, and then you'll see all the difference that there is. <laughs> the same city they're both batsmen yeah yeah so that's then you'll see the change that's happened in in that sense i wonder if rahul dravid has a tattoo shada unlikely (laughs) highly unlikely yeah uh you briefly spoke about uh lakshman there he was he was in terrific form i remember um he he was perhaps unfairly not picked for the 2003 World Cup. I'm pretty sure he was very, very disappointed about that because he had a really good series in Australia, right? He, they went to Australia in the VB series and he scored all those centuries. But he was in really good nick uh, this this time around. He got that uh, uh, very good century. Also, that is the one thing I remember about Lakshman, that series is he he made all these runs, but he also kept getting bold quite a lot and also always getting startled. Always had the startled look on his face. Was it a little unfair, you think, that he was treated that way in the ODIs? Not treated as in not picked for the World Cup and so on? Oh, that was a big, it was a big thing. It was a massive, uh, there is a story behind it which I sadly I cannot reveal at this point. But um, uh, that he was really crushed, you know, and Murli Kathik makes a joke about it saying that both of them went back from the tour of New Zealand uh, knowing that they would be playing in the World Cup. And they were like, wow. you know, so so they were, and 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 uh, they, they laughed about it in a sense. But but Lakshman was absolutely crushed when that happened, um, and I think it uh, sort of uh, fractured his equation with John Wright for a while. I think then that came back to to what it was, which was very good when it began because of the Australia tour in 2000, yeah. and then it kind of resolved itself fairly later. Uh, um, but uh, that decision to pick Mongia over him was just baffling. But it wasn't. A decision that was made by one person alone is all that can be said at this point. When you saw Lakshman play that innings, the 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 appreciation of the Pakistanis for his game and of yeah. the fans for his game and what he was able to do, even though they were losing at that point, was uh, was uh, palpable. You know, you felt it, and um, they uh, what you saw, what you heard from the Pakistanis that they admired the batsmen that India came with. Right? They admired. They used to call them Drewad and Gangoli. <laughs> And you know, so that's the way they sort of refer to them. They, they, they were their names. So, so uh, after India won the series and they were leaving, there was a bus standing outside and they were clapping for the team. But the Indian team, Pakistani spectators were standing outside and clapping for them. And this was wow. late at night, it's about well past 10 30 or something like that. Uh, is that ever going to happen again? You don't know, you know. Uh, Aniket and me are a little bit of an optimist on that front. I think that will happen. If 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 it eventually happens, if if they come to India or if we go to Pakistan, I think that that's going to happen. I think per se there is there is a lot of I think genuine people outside of the social media world. At least I tend to believe it. But 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 it remains to be seen. Aniket, sorry, go ahead. You're saying something. No, a small anecdote. Like just two days back, I was traveling in Dubai and. Uh, Luckily, uh, the person driving me, the cab driver, was actually a Pakistani, and we actually spoke cricket. You know, so it was it was such a wonderful experience, uh, and it always makes me believe that it's the uh, politicians above who actually make it worse than what it actually is. If it was left to the people, uh, the situation was would be much more different than what it actually is uh, today. So that's uh, rather unfortunate, but hopefully things get better. Uh, Shada, also tell us about um, this. This was uh, uh, 
John Wright's heyday as well. I know you co-authored a book, Indian Summers, with him. Uh, how was uh, how was John Wright like on this tour? How did he handle uh, the Indian players because it was such a big event, the whole tour itself? Uh, yeah, I think he he got uh, the enormity of the tour immediately. Uh, he picked that up very fast. He he was very good with. Uh, uh, like they said, reading the room. So when the prime ministers and all started to get involved and everything, he was like, oh, this is massive. And I think when he came to India, the first thing he noticed was the enormous popularity of the game. So when he traveled around, he said it was like everywhere you went, it was like you were the Beatles going into, you know, the, the images that he had of the Beatles arriving in uh, some airports in the 60s and whatever. And he kept telling his uh, people, his friends back in New Zealand, like, I cannot tell you this job that I have got. And what it actually means and in pakistan particularly he he, he was he was uh, aware of that and uh, he um, because they because they had come on the back of a very successful australia tour they they, they had a lot of confidence going into uh, uh, pakistan but because they'd not won before, there was this little bit of friction. I mean, there's a little bit of unease as to have you crossed that line? Can you cross that line? The World Cup victory that they had uh, in, um, in, in 2003 in Centurion, that also made a difference in terms of moving the balance around a little bit. And uh, he had a great equation with uh, Javed Miyadad because they played together also. And he said constantly we'd be looking at each other saying like, listen, one of us is going to end this really badly. You know, <laughs> for one of us is going to be fantastic. For one of us is going to be dead. And they always had that sort of uh, um, uh, equation in that sense, a great respect uh, for the players on the Pakistani side. He, he faced Imran and he faced, and he would describe it like beautifully. And uh, so he, he knew what the Pakistani sort of, uh, uh, what their strengths and what their weaknesses were. And at that time, India's formula to win used to be very simple. Bat once, bat big, and then any bowling attack will get anyone out of, in the game twice over. Um, and I think he uh, was very, uh, uh, he was, so <laughs> there was a hilarious anecdote in Lahore, right? So Yuvraj is going to be in the team. Ganguly has come back after Multan, gone to Calcutta, come back, back injury, no back, whatever, some saga was going on. Ganguly saga, like that, equal to that, so uh, Ganguly had come back and we didn't, and Akash Chopra was also there and Akash Chopra had come back from a superb series in South Africa and batting. Yes. We don't know what is going to go on, right? And who's going to open the batting, Ganguly. And, and so Ganguly said, it's some nonsense press conference or something. Ganguly announces, and said, I may open the bat. Some rubbish, he's just like, you know, he dropped his rocket and I'm going to open the batting. In and test cricket or ODIs? In test cricket. In the, really? the second <laughs> test match of Lahore. This is the second test match of Lahore that he's saying this. Wow. And... Yes, or, or alluded to it or gossiped about it. This is the news that came that Saurav has said he's going to open. Whether Saurav, you know, again it came via via. Okay. So then we asked John Wright, someone asked John Wright, he said, uh, Can you tell us who's going to open the batting tomorrow? So he said, Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a left hander. And then we are stuck. And, then, and eventually, <laughs> and eventually, Yuvraj opened the batting. Yes, I think, yeah, so I think that I think Yuvraj did open the batting. Ganguly did. Because they had to pay Yuvraj because he was in form. Right, they had to play him, and then because he kept getting into this kind of a jam situation, that they had to play him, and then he had to open the bat. Or this absolutely monster green track that they created. They said, "Enough of this Multan. It's not going to work. Let's create a green track and finish them off and see what happens." And then uh, and it worked. And it worked. Yeah. Then they went to went to Rawalpindi. Then Ravid batted for them five days and said, "Okay, we'll just bat them out of this game." And uh, then there was uh, was it the one about it was Lahore? I think he said we were going to open with the left hander. Yeah, it <laughs> was the second test in Lahore, I think. Yeah, then the, we knew India was going to win in Rawalpindi on the last day. It was they just needed a few wickets and they dropped six catches in the first session. Yeah. Six. Wow. So they, yeah, apparently they got the roasting of their life and they went back into the wrestling. They were just cleaned up, like roasted. Like this is not going to happen again. Yeah, you know, this is the thing. And everyone tells you. Uh, that uh, John Wright was a very hyper in the sense of his, how tense he used to get. You know, he was a complete opposite to he, whatever you see on TV was he was just sitting down there, poker faced with his computer or whatever. But inside he was in the dressing room, he was just all pins and needles and all anxiety. And that translate transferred itself, which he, which he himself said, he said, I felt like um, I was coaching uh, for my career in every match that I, that I coached in uh, with, uh, with India. So it was that as well. And they all tell him, relax, relax. And, you know, it was all... So they had this whole equation between how uh, Saurav was able to work with the younger players and John Wright was able to keep the senior players 
uh, sort of fairly satisfied and 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 uh, uh, sort of in a way but that whole group of senior players was very rare in the uh, even now you can see them together when they chat and they are on these forums and they come for books so they have a yeah. great rapport and a great understanding and uh, i always can't try and compare that era with the current one because that, that had so many stars like genuine stars like greats of the game were there together but and of course they had uh, individual problems and this gang tendulkar that 196 and that retirement and that whole whatever declaration and everything and despite all that they managed to work things along because they said look we have got to push the team ahead and they had a sense of the collective the sense of the collective was very strong and it wasn't this we are the greatest team in the world and everyone else is rubbish you know it wasn't that kind of uh, this thing they were just on their way to becoming a very good team and a way to becoming a competitive team and after they we won that world cup uh, oh, sorry after we won that uh, series we were in rawalpindi there is no flight into pakistan from india other than bombay to karachi and delhi to lahore air, air indian airlines air india whatever flew a special flight into rawalpindi and all of us including reporters went on that flight back to delhi because uh, but the air india people were writing boarding cards by hand because it's there's nothing in the system that says that this flight is there yeah. the system doesn't recognize it we had bought done so much of shopping I some you you were ten kilos, fifteen kilos overweight to the bags. No problem. India has one series. Put whatever you want and let's <laughs> good times. Wow, brilliant time, best of times, really, really the best of times. Balaji, superstar, you know. I had a note on Lakshmipati Balaji there. Yeah, how was he? I. I I remember his I know his his bowling exploits so he was really good in Pakistan but I remember his batting shahad he used to come out and like smash two sixes three sixes just like that every almost every other game. Yeah, he was like Shami, you know, he was like Shami, or he was like Zaheer when in a good mood. Zaheer would come and either give you zero or six. That was yeah. Zaheer at that point, right? But yeah. he was like, he was like that, and he, and he had got such confidence going into the thing. He had women chanting his name, right? The so so Pakistan had a stand full of women, which is the women, yeah. only women go and sit in that, and the women are chanting his name, Balaji, Balaji. He went to this uh, university sort of uh, campus uh, for a uh, you know uh, Amrit Mathur who was a manager. That way he was very good with uh, uh, reporters because he would give you access to players up to a particular point and you all sit and talk and you do whatever and then you leave and you get out and don't hassle them for the rest of the series kind of thing. So he had done this player meeting thing in in Multan, and then he took the players. He took Bala. He took Dravid. He took himself and one more player. Maybe it was Dinesh Mogi. I'm not sure. Possibly one of the better looking ones into this campus of this management institute, in uh, just to talk to the students, you know, to talk to the students' body or whatever. Like packed, packed to the gills. We went there. Our camera people came, and I had all the, packed to the gills and screaming Balaji's name. Wow. It was just yeah, yeah, everybody, and they were just just and I mean, they, and they responded equally warmly. You know, the the players responded equally warmly. Uh, they would go out into the uh, store. I'm not. I know. I'm not talking about cricket, but I remember they would go out into stores and come back with bags full of these DVDs. You know, you get very cheap, absolutely pirated DVDs in Pakistan. Bags full of them, <laughs> all the serials, all the movies, all whatever they had, Pakistani serials, English movies, whatever they had not seen, they would get bags full of it. Music and all the rest of it, carpets, just madness, dry fruits, anything. You just name it. It's crazy. It was just mad. Amazing, amazing. Aniket, sorry, go ahead. No, so I was saying so. Uh, what, I was doing something which is rather unfair, but I'll tell you what. I was actually looking at the scorecards of this test series and our current uh, one that just concluded, right? So just to see how things are lined up, how things have changed, and it was again something we've spoken earlier on uh, about this whole middle order and opening bat, right? How these guys flourish because the pace lineup, I I wouldn't say is uh, that time was too bad or anything because you had you know Balaji, Zaheer Khan. I I would say they're almost equivalent to how we have today. Uh, Irfan Patan, who was my favorite back in those days, who would move the ball left and right. So we have a similar bowling lineup, but what uh, stood out very clearly was how this batting lineup. Uh, and having a powerful set of bowlers was the right combination to actually go by and you can see that you know when my dream in a team will be this one batting and this current one bowling oh yeah unbelievable <laughs> right exactly because uh, it was on from that controversial topic tell me yeah so no exactly it was basically this right uh, that you know and you said the sense of collective because you know not everyone is firing every game but you could see that everyone would pitch in over uh, the series and 
that was uh, one of the uh, takeaways i had and I... in this team they had a once in a generation kind of player like tendulkar also playing his part i keep telling people that you know whatever else tendulkar stood for or didn't stand for or talked about or didn't talk about or didn't comment on is that he could have been a complete creep he could have been a complete monster diva level of type of a player yeah but he he was not he had his sort of preferences for what he wanted or it what or whatever where he wanted to bat and whatever but he was not a monster in this team you had it like he he could have been an absolute monster imagine his level of talent and his level of achievement absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. you know i uh, also uh, you briefly spoke about the new india came up so i was telling uh, uh, he so when uh, in the first test when uh, when dravid declared with tendulkar stranded at 194 clearly he was upset uh, apparently uh, yeah uh, apparently he writes in the autobiography that he was upset and he had to had to go chat with rahul and they kind of smooth things over and he also talks about this anecdote where uh, uh, actually sanjay manjrekar on on the commentary says uh, when once dravid declares he goes i think robin robin jackman was with him so he goes uh, robin i think this is the this is the sign of a new india this is what new india is uh, they they don't they are not for milestones and all of that stuff so apparently sachin uh, manjrekar apparently spoke to sachin on that on on that night or something in the hotel and he talks about how tendulkar tendulkar was miffed about it because what what even new india was upset that he could have waited six more runs so he's he's he just shared that anecdote it was very funny uh, did you so yeah go ahead sorry i have i have a question just following this up so i was unaware of i mean i knew this happened but was it intentional or did was david not aware of what was happening or was it a calculated move i'm still not completely sure what I give yeah. how, how I give you an answer to that as in only Robert will be able to class when he writes his book which he says he's not going to write right? right but the thing is that he eventually uh, uh, what ended up as someone said we kept telling Ramesh Pawar Ramesh Pawar no to go yeah, out and tell we kept yeah. telling him to say hurry up hurry up hurry up you know you have to do it, you have to do it. and so we don't know whether Ramesh Pawar actually passed on the message that is what we don't know we know everything else we know what David said we know what Tendulkar said we don't know what Ramesh Pawar said right I don't hello Marathi Sharda huh Hello, Mumbaiker. Exactly. So we don't know what he said to him. That he's going to tell that hurry up. Is he going to tell Telugu to hurry up? You know, is he, what, whatever. Right. So this whole this thing is going on, and uh, eventually the match ended well in time for many hours in the in many hours in the last day for for there to have been time to declare. Right. So, but the de- declaration came with the complete intent of. Uh, uh hurrying things up and making sure and also you will understand that this was a test match in pakistan after many many years and he was playing a test match they were in a very good position yeah. so there is that kind of anxiety plus ganguly has toodled off to is going to toodle off to calcutta he's hanging around in the dressing room he's going to toodle off to calcutta and there's all this stuff that's also going on right and uh, both ganguly and dravid at that time are personalities in themselves they are achievers in themselves uh, dravid is, is is seen as the more accomplished batsman of the two dangoli is the more accomplished he has got all these young peak kids behind him harbajan and all these other fellows behind him and the the thing about his captaincy was that dangoli made himself accessible to even the youngest player even the youngest player could like tick him off in public and he would listen to it and he would laugh you know that that was the thing which you you don't know could have happened with any of the others right other than lakshman for example i don't think it would happen with any of the others So there is all this sort of thing going on. So why he declared that is an eternal mystery. It will go on forever. Yeah, I, he's definitely going to write a book, Sharda. I'm pretty sure, but I don't think he's going to write a tell-all, though. Exactly. Yeah, he's. I think he's. He's very fond of books. I, I, I'll be surprised if he doesn't write a book. Some years down the line, we'll see. Um, the 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 other thing. So you missed the Sevak triple century. I missed the role. I missed the triple century. I was watching it and I was so angry with the office. Yeah. I was always angry with the office. I said, "Come on!" I said, "Yeah, but they won the one-day series." I said, "Like what?" And then, of course, I had to write a story and make phone calls and try and get and write about Sevak's triple hundreds in three, three, oh, two, whatever they want. Yeah, so very frustrating. But um, then they sent me off to Lahore, and the whole the Indian team used to not the Indian team, people around the Indian team used to joke. Every time you come, we lose. Ah, you go away, <laughs> and then you come, and we lose. Every time you land up, we lose. So I went to. I remember I went to. Who uh, after Natalist I went to see Lords Test for one test to do a story. Some I can't remember what. And I went. Back, they pulled me out after Lords because he lost. So I didn't see the other two wins. I didn't see Headingley. I didn't see how they do at Nottingham with Parthiv. Oh, so they kept doing this, and every time we go, we would lose. 
So when I recently Lahore, mm-hmm. I said, "Oh God, I've lost it." I went to uh, I reached Melbourne, right? In two thousand three, the Australia series. I reached on the morning uh, after Lakshman and uh, I think Sehwag were batting, and they got her, and again we lost to Madhu. And then <laughs> so it was. I was like, "Oh, Panwati, this is stop coming here." <laughs> so wait, that two thousand three series in Melbourne, that was Sehwag's one eighty five, right? Yeah. Did yeah. you did oh, you watch that? No, I didn't see it because I reached oh, the day after. I no. reached the day after. They sent me there on the plane after we after after we had won in Adelaide. I said, "Listen, I have to go. I'm telling you, the series was going to be important. What they used to make you do is that they used to make you write briefs and say what story will you file. I said, "Arey, how can I file a story until I don't know what happens?" Oh, but they did not want me to go because they thought people are just going to do matagasti and have fun over there, you know, in these on these tours. Uh-huh. So I ended up going, and then Sydney we went to, and then we saw Tenkar's Great Hundred and Lakshman, and, you know. Great. Wow. <laughs> that but, yeah, but but that Sehwag's innings, by the way, what what an innings to watch live on TV. That is just he got uh, what three or nine. It was the you sec- remember the first session they made some twenty five runs in the first the first hour of play they made nothing some nine or six or something. Just check the score, no, Aniket, you will find out. The first session of that Sehwag hundred, you should see how quickly he went to the yeah. after lunch. He got first session. Yeah. He had, Here Chopra were just oh god they were just like they had just dug a grave there and said you are going to stay dead here you can't do anything and of course with Sehwag he ended up with a, a strike rate of eighty two which was second was second fastest triple turn yeah second think, fastest uh, triple century at the time ah uh, Shada sorry go ahead ah uh, okay no no I'm saying Sehwag's overall as for as far as openers go Sehwag I think has the highest uh, strike rate for an opener other than Adam Gilchrist. This yeah. it's a mad Gustavak Cyclet as an opener is mad. It's he, yeah. after you quit also it's crazy. I have the scorecard in front of me. I'm just trying to find a session by session breakdown. So but I do have so I have this though. Yeah, but once Seva got going though, Shada, India were one forty two when Seva got his hundred. India were two nine two ninety six when he got his double. So the first hour I remember being very slow at drinks. Yeah, and then yeah, post lunch Seva went just. Post lunch was mad. Yeah, it is just berserk. Uh, he got his century in Multan uh, with a six. Got his triple with a six. I I still couldn't believe it when I when I saw he has this absolute 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 hate for off spinners. So when he sees off spinners, he just goes after them with like visceral hate. I think, but he just and he's just a clean mustak. Yeah, no, no, he didn't care. He he no. doesn't care for bowlers. Yeah, he said I look at ball. I'm saying can I get a hit? Can I can I hit a four? Can I hit a six? That and apparently I can't remember whose innings he was watching. Whether it was in Sydney where he was watching um, uh, Tendulkar play or was it somebody else? And he he be sitting. Ganguly told the story to somewhere. He said he be sitting next to. Arey chokka gaya. Arey chokka. And and the guy batting perfectly decent proper test match batting is doing. And I think to Tendulkar or somebody said, oh he's not he's missed out on the four. Oh he's missed out. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> It is probably Tendulkar's uh, Sydney innings when he got the double, yeah, and yeah. they kept leaving all those outside the Australia. I think so. I think oh, chocka gaya. Yeah. <laughs> such a even, such a treat to watch. Even his uh, wicket on three or nine. I I mean I believe this is uh, an opinion, but Shivak was one of the only people who would actually be fed up of batting and get out. Like you could see he would do these really silly things. You know, you would be like. Yeah, exactly. But from just from body language, the way he got out on three or nine, it seemed like a bus bato. Let's go back home. Yeah. So and how, and uh, in, in Melbourne, how he got out to Samin Cottage? What is this? Yeah. Who are you getting out to? Yeah, tea. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you live by the sword, die by the sword. I'm But sure. That was a proper sword, no, not by. <laughs> And and what's worse, I remember Simon Cottage. He bowled the same ball. He hit him for a six, and then he hits hit and mistimes it again. The same thing. Just unbelievable, I'm, but I'm sure Ian Chappell loved every bit of it. Ian Chappell just loves Sehwag. He just swears by Sehwag. Uh, but uh, we, uh, you briefly spoke about Yuvraj Singh's uh, maiden Test century. Were you able to talk to him after he made his century uh, at all, Sharda? No, no, not specifically on the day after his century. Okay. I got to know him much better much later on, uh, around the time okay. uh, of his book. Can you, you know? I mean, I, I'd say a couple of years before before the twenty. 20- oh. Eleven World Cup. I remember I spoke to him after two two thousand and two after NatWest on the phone, and he said, "I said, okay, so what's it like with the trainer? And what's it like?" And he said, "Sweets band karadi hai." It is. It is Gujarat Singh. Complete disgruntled voice. He said, "You can't eat sweets anymore. Sweets band karadi hai." Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, also, how are the press conferences like, uh, Sharda? Just before the games, after the games, after each day's play, how was? 
Inzi was the best because Inzi, yeah. Inzi used to people used to uh, Pakistani reporters have no deference to anything. We'll be a little bit. We'll have some little manners and whatever. So Inzi at a press conference, they said, "Are tickets are not selling?" He said, "I cannot stand it. Bahar khadeyo ke ticket to nahi bechakta ho na. Agar shikha out of the ground and sell tickets, I think test match tickets are not selling because the test match crowds are not that big. One day or right. So Inzi kept doing these things. Then someone asked him about. Uh, uh, Match fixing. Someone was jarred about match fixing, and he said, uh, "Can someone get this man out of the room?" So he was like, "Really, I mean, can someone get oh, really? this person out of the room?" Uh, and wow. Inzi was like, a, and Inzi was just like sailing along. Like you know, Inzi didn't get affected by anything, even defeat. I, the most incredible thing I remember is in Lahore. Uh, was it? Why was it? Why was Imran Khan? Getting, oh no, no, in, in Rawal painting, Imran Khan was. I don't know. He was doing commentary or what. He was. He was any around. He was hovering in the general area, and everyone heard him saying "zillat ho gayi" and all. That means like full humiliation has happened. That they're losing to India and all that. So that was like a big moment of triumph for the Indians. That Imran Khan is angry. <laughs> Something happened in Lahore. And the press box is was too like if you stand outside the press box, you're next to the match referee's room. And we saw John Ryan marching with complete fury to the match referee's room, complete and utter rage. And we all like you know put ourselves up against the wall because we didn't want to get because he used to lose his temper, he used to really lose his temper. <laughs> so we don't know what the discussion was about. So he said, and he, he and Ganguly were constantly going to match referee rooms because Ganguly was either slow on overrate or something had happened, and constantly he was going there. So I think this is Ranjan now somebody. So when he came out, they asked Ranjan Madhukar what had happened. He said, "No, he came for tea." For tea, something else. Didn't know what it was, but it was a, it was a, and the and and the cricket was played in good spirit. There wasn't any ugliness that was there which you remember. Yeah. Because I think they were particularly much more careful, you know, about how they were going to uh, conduct themselves. And uh, I remember uh, before the first test, the test or what they say, I think it was a test. Irfan was talking to Amrit Mathur, who was the media manager. He said, um, "This is we want to interview Irfan because of Irfan's star and whatever, whatever, whatever." So, um, so he, Irfan knew they were going to ask him what is it like to be a Muslim. Then he knew the, and he prepared his answer and he said, "I'm going to do this." So Irfan Amrit said, "Okay." Then he came out. He said, "I said this. Is it okay?" So he said, "Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely fine," because he knew that was coming. He knew that was happening all the mm -hmm. time. You know? So there's also this undercurrent, but it was not. It was not vicious or mean or anything of that. It, it it wasn't. It was just reporters being reporters. You know, why would you not ask that question? For example, yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, Anikhil, go ahead. Sorry, you're saying. No, I was. I wanted to pull on that thread you spoke about in Zibai, because his series was also pretty interesting, especially on the Pakistani front. He had like two centuries in the ODIs, and then he had, I think, a couple in the uh, Test series also. So he uh, and then, and then obviously. It. There was exactly. no around him. There was, yeah, I think there was um, that one young batsman who played. Yasir Hamid. Yasir Hamid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was no one else around him, so he didn't have this bulk of runs like the Indians always had somebody for somebody. You know, there's always partnership. Right. Like someone playing a big innings and all partnerships around him. You know, someone batting, someone coming through, and all partnerships around them. So uh, that's what Inzi was almost like lost. Uh, 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 you know, in that sense. So it was like the classic. Uh, india versus pakistan battle of their uh, bowling versus india's batting you know that kind of uh, thing and that uh, but india's bowling was sharp enough to to uh, um, uh, sort of dent their batting and to make sure they didn't make enough runs in, in, in the face of those you know yeah right and uh, one of the typical clichés was uh, inzip was also involved in a run out as always so mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> that is yeah 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 no no it was it, it it was lovely because you got a chance to see um and hear uh, all the sort of uh, internal uh, almost let's say the, the stream sort of flowing through both of the uh, cricketing countries particularly the pakistan uh, one as well and they could see that the indians were pulling away from them right they could see that that was happening yeah. so when they came back in 2005 they came back and they and they won the series in uh, bangalore uh, you know they won the test in bangalore the mm. indians were so upset they didn't come out of the room for two days They were like just so angry. They were so upset that they batted badly and whatever. And also, they knew that the Indians were sort of pulling away, and the equation in that rivalry was going to change, uh, which it changed considerably until the match at the World T Twenty World Cup. And uh, uh, I will always uh, 
traumatize Osman Samyuddin by this that we started playing a lot of matches against each other, right? We played successfully, uh, successively tournaments. Huh? And Osman said at one point, enough of this dosti dosti series. Yeah. Too much you're playing each other. And then it stopped. And literally I said, you know, stopped. Yeah. It's literally stopped. I said, you don't ever say this for India and Pakistan because anything can happen. So the more we play, the better it is. It becomes healthier. It becomes yeah. more normal. Yeah, that that Bangalore test, uh, Shahid. I remember we were uh, f- f- India were in a winning position right on the first day. They were five down, and Kamran Akmal I think scored that century in Bangalore. Yeah. If I remember correctly. And uh, Kamran Akmal had gone and scored a uh, he saved the match in Chandigarh in Mohali, the first Mohali. test match. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. what are the scenes like? I, I uh, it was different time for uh, gaining access. I, I'm sure you had better access than now with players and all of that. What are the scenes like after uh, India won the test series? Now you, you, I know you said you went back on the same flight as the place, but before, even before that, when in Rawalpindi, oh, what were the celebrations like? A, it was quite a, a empty stadium in that sense, and you, and and by the sixth, fifth morning, you knew they were going to win until they started dropping catches, but you knew they were going to win, and uh, they had a lovely sort of a, they had two dressing rooms uh, against uh, next to each other, and there was a balcony separating them. And uh, you know when the, so you are standing at the ground when the players are coming, the Indian players are coming down, and they were either throwing shots or something to each other. The Indians were throwing to the Pakistanis or vice versa. It was like that. It was it had ended well. It had there'd be no security problem. There'd be no sort of lapse of any kind. And the, and 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 the excitement. There was just a lot of uh, a, a relief because the Indians felt that they were the better team going into the into the event, and they were able to prove it. You know, so they came down. This is what reporters of uh, younger reporters they can't believe when you tell them this. So they came down the stairs. We are all standing there. We can see what's happening. We can see what's going on. Uh, Sehwag and John Wright had a bit of a bust up in England during the 2002 series because of uh, Sehwag getting out from Sehwagian <laughs> way. But he still had a very good equation with him, and he and he went. So John Wright's happy used to be that I'm not going to come into the front of the photographs. You, it's when you win, it's that the team wins. I am not the. I'm just the coach or whatever it was. So he just literally grabbed him and brought him down along to be along with the team photograph as well. So there was that uh, uh, sort of little picture you remember. And it was a big achievement for all of them. You know, it was the first Indian victory in Pakistan uh, in so many They didn't years. even win a test in Pakistan before the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, they would draw stuff. And so when uh, Manjrika's debut uh, uh, was just draws, but it was like, yes, he had like hung in there and, you know, the 89 uh, series. And so it was a big thing, but it wasn't, there was no champagne to be had immediately. Maybe there was in the evening. I don't. I can't remember whether there was because you. I think there was champagne in the dressing room, Sharda. Might have been. Yeah, yeah. Actually, might have been. Might have. Been. Yeah, yeah. They might have had special crates brought in for something like that. I think that was the story we got to hear later. <clears throat> that there was champagne, and it was not a big drinking team. Like it was not a massive drinking team, but there was. It, it, it was the younger guys were, 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 were better at it than the older ones. Um, but it was, uh, and I remember that the next morning is the time when they were leaving. And they had the flight, and they had. The, I remember Lakshman. I, I interviewed Lakshman uh, the next morning in the hotel, and I'm thinking about this and saying it's not going to happen to anybody again. It's, 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 no, there's it's no not way. the way the world is, you know. And all of us, literally, after every match, you just flood the hotel and hang around in the lobby and wait to chat to players, and it was a normal thing to do. And even uh, even though there was like heavy security and all of it, it was just it 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 was just the most natural thing to do because almost it was like the uh, reporters were treated as part of the. Entourage that was traveling, you know, they were they were they were nuisances, but they were there. They had to be dealt with, and it was some this thing, and and, and that's how you uh, went along with it. And Pakistan was particularly, um, it, it felt particularly uh, like a closer and a tighter knit because the series was so huge. I remember the first press conference that happened in Karachi. I think that place must have been. It was a huge one of those banquet halls or something like that. It was massive and it was just full. It was just full of people, you know. And they had a podium, and the Indians were up there, and Ganguly and all that. They were up there answering questions. It's incredible. So the 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 they had Amrit was the media manager. Amrit Mathur and Professor Shetty was the administrative manager there. And just two the the two perfect people to work in a series that is so tight and tense because they both everyone knew Professor Shetty. Everybody knew Amrit because he he'd been at Pilcom in '96. So people in Pakistan knew him. Um, we would go to the park. I remember my first evening in Lahore. I went to the stadium to get my accreditation. And they would sit down, they'll be like, yes, yes, it's there, you have tea, you sit down, you'll discuss the, the CEO and you are chatting like it's a normal thing to happen. You yeah. know, so all these strange uh, uh, kind of uh, things that were there. It was a superb series. It was just a wonderful series because of all these things that it felt like a, a collective project for everybody, everyone that was there, both the players, us, Pakistani reporters, all of that. We had a lot of friends. Uh, we made friends with taxi drivers, you know, all our SIM cards that we got 
in Pakistan when we went. We just gave them to our cabbies with whom we used to. And normally they say you should not be giving you should have ID and this and nothing. Which all all our cabs. <laughs> so the next time people went on the next tour, they just called up the same taxi driver and they 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 hooked up wow. again with those with those same people that they'd seen. You know, we carried fruit from here. We carried back cloth from there. All kinds of we carried oranges because you don't get oranges in Pakistan. You get another different type of um, citrus fruit called Malta. Malta. So you get that. So people, so Pakistanis haven't eaten oranges in a while. So I carried oranges. You carry mithai. You carry back all kinds of things. Mad man. It was a great. It was a great. Yes. So I I wanted to pull on a thread. Gautam briefly uh, spoke about uh, you know that turns out to be axis uh, in back in the day and today, right? So and even if you go back to earlier when there was no. TV, right? So folks used to read uh, reports about matches. So you can see clearly what the job of a journalist is in back in those times, right? Like you've got to let the reader understand what actually happened the ground. And then came this saga in 2000s where you could have access, limited access, but there was no social media. And in today's world, uh, the player says what he wants to directly via social media or uh, you know however they prefer their mode of communication. So, how is the role of journalism? Because you almost you sustain this complete cycle, right? And what is your uh, uh, thoughts on how journalism has changed or evolved uh, during these years, and what you see is different uh, and better, better or for the worse? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of that in the earlier uh, journalism, sort of say, let's say seventies, eighties. Uh, there were very few journalists, so they were all very, very close to the players. So you had people, you know, hanging around in dressing rooms after matches, all men, so drinking, uh, chatting, you know, all that kind of thing that was there. Um, when I came into the profession, it was it, it was not formalized into media training and media managers as yet. It was just free for all, right? You just whatever you you spoke, whoever you spoke to was your charts, and you then described the day as it went. But at the same time, you had to try and get the backdrop of what was happening because there's all this captaincy tussles and rivalries and whatever, whatever you have to see. And uh, uh, then television came in. Television brought in automatically a lot of women there. So you're used to now people are used to having women around in a cricket thing, which is, which is fabulous. This is great. And uh, television people had no shame. They would just bang on door on windows or the team bus and hold mic and all that, which was fabulous for me. Actually. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, television then brought the fact that you needed to have a little gatekeeper over there. So you had a media manager and press conferences were controlled and all kinds of things that were there. But still at the same time, it was fairly uh, informal. Uh, you could still uh, uh, be able to have a chat on the sidelines, you know, uh, at any point. Um, you would be able to call players up in their rooms and chat with them. Uh, it was not a, it wasn't an issue. Even this is before mobile phones. Um, I remember because I was in... Uh, which tour was this? This must have been when Lakshman started scoring hundreds in the CB series in Australia. Yeah. In right. So, so yeah, yeah, correct. And and that's Rohit Sharma's debut. Correct. That that is no, no, that's 2008. No, no, no I'm talking about yeah. earlier. I'm talking earlier. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I'm not talking about yeah. So when like, I came back after Sydney and they had CB series or whatever the tri series was, he started scoring hundreds. Office wanted article, and I was able to call Tendulkar in Sydney and get quotes from him about Lakshman. It was just yeah. Awesome. You know, you uh, um, and and uh, so so uh, there was that, and then now you had the and the Dhoni, the Ganguly era was all sensation and gossip and this and that and the other. So you could report cricket whichever way you wanted. You could you could speak cricket in any language. You could speak it in the language of the tabloid. You could speak it in the language of the broadsheet newspaper. In the language of Wisden Almanac, if you wanted to, or you could speak it like whatever else, Ganguly. Dhoni's captaincy that came, then there was Chapel and there was Dravid. Chapel, I think, sort of reached out to a lot of journalists uh, a lot in, in ways that were slightly, uh, shall we say, um, careless. Uh, and, uh, you know, was almost trying to control the narrative in a way, but it didn't work out and ended however it ended. And Dhoni then said, I'm not going to talk to reporters anymore. And I'm not going to have any equation reporter other than the press conference. So, uh, and Kohli followed on from that stream and reporters are scum and whatever it became like that. And, and, and it followed, because all reporters are bad kind of thing. And it, it followed on from then. Kohli's also had, Kohli's given interviews. He gave an interview to Nagaraj at Cricket for a long time ago. Then he gave one to, and then he only spoke to foreign uh, media, uh, which uh, annoys me enormously. But now it doesn't annoy me because I'm not working for anybody. I'm not 
He's the same for Dhoni too. Shahid, I think he gave one for to Mark Nicholas if I remember correctly. That was the I'm only thing I remember. I'm glad you have pointed it out and not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So, so it was that. So there was this lack of access, and then you have social media, and the player speaks, which is great. Now the player can speak to the fan, and they can tell them what they want. But like for example, those um, Ashwin's uh, Kutti tales. No, what was it called? The, the Kutti stories. Yeah. Kutti stories. Now Kutti stories that came from Australia are super. But what happens when the team loses? Yeah, right. that's exactly my point. You never see when India loses. He never puts a vlog out there. <laughs> so there is a there is something that uh, that is there that is the role of the press, and it's been. But at the same time, younger reporters tell me it's much easier that we don't have to chase up all this Ganguly's gossip going from here to there or something going from here to there. We just write what we feel. But what happens then is if your organization wants you to invite Virat Kohli to attend their annual. Uh, which you pre covid days they used to have these big conferences and meetings and conclaves and summits and all that then kohli is not going to come because i have taken his trip in in the yeah. magazine yeah so then you have to make up your mind so newspapers and magazines and all they want you to be blunt they want you to be forthright but they also want you to get the interview no, it's not happening it doesn't work like that you know but i think younger younger reporters recognize that and now the interviews usually generated via commercial or some media uh, parallel you know um kind of uh, brand manufacture brand endorsement kind of a thing on the sidelines of a commercial on the sidelines of a commercial shoot and i the ipl teams it works better for the non star type of player in an ipl it works much better so it's a, it's a very tough time because there's a lot about the uh, the current generation of players that you'll not get to know i mean i uh, i'm coming back to rohit sharma is that uh, you want a really deep thoughtful revealing interview with rohit sharma revealing not scandal but just talking about himself and what is like and what his his life has been like as a player from 2008 to the successor to tendulkar which for ian chapel called him to at this point in time so you would want that to be told but maybe our sport has now become so big it's like becomes it's like become an like nba in, uh, or football that like you don't really know what the superstar thinks because we're just churning out and giving you copy after copy after copy and match report after match report maybe that's the way the future will be but i i was just happy that I uh, uh, traveled in the young when I was younger, in a younger and different time. That being said, Shad, again, uh, can't thank you enough for being so generous with us with your time. You are most welcome. You are most welcome. Thank you. I enjoyed chatting with you guys. It was like sitting in front of you. And COVID's not allowing that, but it's it's good to talk. It's good to talk with fans and friends and you know cricket fans and and, yeah. and journalists and and uh, it's good to talk in news logic. Hope you guys enjoyed that wonderful conversation with uh, Sharda Agra that we had. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did because for us it was just equally thrilling. But I I would remiss if you don't uh, plug News Laundry again. So please, guys, if you are not a subscriber to News Laundry, please head on to uh, newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button and pay to keep news free. So please head on to uh, News Laundry and hit that subscribe button. uh you can write to us at nl playoffs with uh, suggestions comments and also information cuz we are looking uh and as we've spoken about it a couple of times this podcast is about uh the whole sporting ecosystem in india so if you are a part of this ecosystem you contribute to it uh in any form we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to let the world know of how uh they can contribute as well so me and gautam are always uh excited to learn from you And with that being said, we'd like to thank our producer, as always, Jude, who makes this happen. And also thanks to producer Brian, who originally recorded the episode with us. Uh, we hope we you enjoyed it again. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, uh, have a wonderful day and have a wonderful rest of uh, your week, everybody. Thank you, Aniket. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.